Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. You know, um, welcome everyone to another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel, and I have a special guest today. Wow, I'm a special guest. <laughs> a very special guest. You've never been on Peers Over Beers. I know. How? Why has it taken so long? I'm offended. I, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so many people want on. It's just hard. no. I'm just joking. You're it's so popular. I just have to wait in line. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I'm happy to be here. I, I didn't introduce you. You're supposed to oh, introduce yourself. Sorry, sorry. Just assume, right? Um, no, just kidding. I'm Lauren. I'm happy to be here. Lauren Clevenger. I am the uh, global head of seller community at Square. Awesome. Well, welcome to Peers Over Beers. Really ha- happy to have you. And, you know, I think we, I can't remember, but um, so this guy, Jake, we know is part of a, or he he is kind of the owner and CEO, founder, whatever of this thing called Dinner Five, right? And so basically, he has five community leaders. Um, sometimes over to his house, they meet virtually. You know, used to do this on-site thing, and I think we met. Did we meet on-site? Yeah, at his yes. house. Yeah. And I was, and and it was just five of us, you know, talking about community kind of stuff. And that was what 2019, 18, or something. It was pre. Pre-pandemic, pre-world yeah. changing. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's where we met too. Although I feel like I was familiar with your name in the space for a while and, you know, kind huh. of knew, knew of maybe, but we got to meet at dinner five and love Jake, love this event and this program that he runs. I feel like it's truly one of like the most special community events that I've ever been cool. to. It's pretty cool. Um, just the idea where it's five people and, you know, back then we were eating in person. We were at uh-huh. Jake's house having this amazing like foodie heaven catered yeah. meal. So creative, so cool. And it was, you know, it's like that magic of like a super great dinner party, except it's people that know exactly what it's like to be you and do your job and share your challenges. And we're all doing the same thing. We're all kind of at the same level in our yeah. career and our programs, which is also huge. And it makes a difference. Know. Yeah. Those are like magic conversations to me. And obviously you form good bonds where we <clears throat> yeah. had the one dinner together <laughs> in 2019. Now we chat all the time over Slack and yeah. now we're here, Piro, peers over beers. Yeah, I just thought, you know, uh, you've never been on Peers Over over Beers, and I thought, wow, Lauren needs to be on, so (laughs) here you are. I did bring a beer. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You're the first person ever to bring a beer on. Really? Except for me, of course, you know, but uh, (laughs) but thank you. I know it's a little early, so I don't necessarily expect you to drink it, but feel free to open it up and drink it if you want. I mean, I haven't had... Um, I haven't had lunch yet, so this would be oh. like my pre-lunch. Ooh, that'd be great. It is a light beer. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I really I love I think it. I, I think I will because I am thirsty. Is that weird? No, no. This is Peers Over Beers. Okay, so. I'm doing it. Oh, take a sip. Peers Over quick. Beers. That's my commercial for you. <laughs> oh, this is great. You know, this could be a nice little clip that I can just cut out and. Um, <laughs> Well, today's topic, we were, we were talking about it, and, and uh, 
And and I really like it. And I don't know that we've had too many conversations on Peers Over Beers around how community works with the product teams. Um, and I think it's so important. So I'd love to hear, and I've got all kinds of stories, but you know, since you are the special guest, I would love to hear mm-hmm. about you know, your past and, and how you've worked, you know, with product teams. I know, you know, think of ideation and things like that, but there's probably a lot more you can do with product teams with on community. Yeah, I think it is a super important cross-functional relationship, yeah. um, you know, especially if you're, um, you know, in a B2B community, especially if it's a support, com- you know, primarily a yeah. support function community relationship with product is so huge um, and really the tighter relationship that you have with product and engineering, I feel like the better value you'll be able to bring your community members through, to your point, a whole host of things, you know, whether that's content geared around the, you know, product success or product releases, whether that's uh, a feature request platform, you know, some kind of like ideas space in your community, which we could talk about forever because those are yep. tricky to do right. And you know, I feel like everybody has a horror story um, <laughs> yeah. about an idea site gone wrong. Um, there's so many great events and things that you can do to prop up um, releases and be part of like a, a go-to-market strategy within your mm-hmm. company. That is something that was super important to me when I was at Big Commerce, uh, where I was there for six and a half years, uh, managing our customer and developer community programs. And we did a lot with product and it was really, really, really great. Yeah. And so I want to kind of go deeper uh, because yeah. I think it's important and you know, uh, on, on some of these podcasts or, you know, things I hear speak or, you know, people speaking about kind of that it's at a higher level. So I'll probably just dive in a little bit deeper on how we're doing it and yeah. would love to kind of get your response and, or, you know, maybe the, even other ideas. So, so today I, I, uh, I own two pieces of, uh, what I call our community. So our online community where mostly technical, uh, folks come in and talk about the product and need help with the product and just have questions. So um, that's one piece. And, and on that piece, you know, there's a lot of PMs, product uh, managers okay. that know the product inside and out and engineering. And, and like you said, you know, engineers are really good to, to kind of dive into. So that's one piece that I need their help on to answer product questions. And so I have a really good relationship with the PM team and they help go in. I have a Slack channel that, you know, I kind of, Hey, I have this question that somebody needs help and somebody goes on to the main community and answers that sometimes and things like that. And then the other piece is um, uh, on the community specifically uh, is that whenever we have product releases, so we have them three times a year and, um, and so whenever we have a release, I invite every single person, you know, on the community directly to that. And we'll probably get over a hundred plus people on those, uh, release. Everybody's interested in what's coming out, you know, on the release. And so just giving the product team, uh, an avenue to do that. But then I think to even go a little bit deeper is, so I have these community shows that, um, are both for, you know, uh, going deep into the product, thinking about what's coming up in the product or, you know, even thought leadership type stuff. So um, I think that, 
you know, giving the product managers access to your customers and even partners uh, at a high, you know, at a, you know, kind of more of a, instead of one-on-one, you have what, 40, 50, 80 people coming to these yeah. shows Scale that we it. do, scaling as much as possible. So giving them opportunity to talk about one piece of that release. So if, if there's a new product or there's a feature in there that you can go deep for an hour long, and going and showing people how to use it, so you think about the adoption piece and 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 people understanding how to use it and and, and things like that. The last piece I own our what I call it's an advisory board, but we call it the Realtio Executive Council. So we have twenty of our leaders on uh, the Executive Council, but we also have um, our CEO, we have our Chief Product Officer, uh, you know, our CMO, and whoever else at that level uh, wants mm-hmm. to come is is but. The key is having our CEO on there, uh, Manish. He's kind of the thought leader in the space of master data management, but also our product person. And so, like, we have one coming up on October 6th, and and, and we've got kind of this new thinking around our product uh, that we want to kind of release to the market. But what they what he's going to do is present that, and and we'll allow the executive uh, folks to respond to it, to give input. And those kinds of things. So when you think of those two levels on the technical level, but also the executive level, the, the things that I'm providing the product teams are uh, technical, kind of go deep into the product, you know, adoption, buy-in, whatever. And two, um, I'm, I'm also giving them thought leadership opportunities. So let's say yeah. in the space they want to, hey, look, well, let's stop talking about the product and let's talk about the space of data, you know, data governance, data quality, you know, uh, master data management as a practice, but not a, you know, whatever. And so can you talk about that? And if so, let's talk about it and be the thought leaders in the space of all things, but then I'll also kind of go to market type stuff from the executive level. I said a lot of stuff there, but no, that's, that's, that's all really cool. And I, I haven't had a chance to have a kind of like a cab program yeah. or an executive council before, but I love that thought that you're doing things to kind of do it at scale, right? Yeah. Like product manager presenting about thing or speaking to a wide audience at, you know, a time either in asynchronously in, uh, you know, an online community space or in a webinar live to attendees. Yeah. But then you're also getting that super high quality, very distilled, like these are the opinions of the thought leaders, the movers and shakers, our most valuable customers. And let's take them right to the source, yes. our leadership. Um, so I like that you have both sides of that. Um, I think that something that is worth talking about, and I don't have all of the the magic answers here at all, but I think Who this does? is a struggle. I definitely don't. I have none of the magic answers, just a lot of... Um, <laughs> Just a lot of attempts over the years, but I think it can be a struggle depending, especially on the culture of where you work. You kind of just never know is how to make those inroads with product and leadership to make these things happen. Sometimes I think you can go into a place and they're like, yes, let's do it. And, you know, like folks are really on board. It doesn't take much convincing. And then sometimes you can go in somewhere or maybe a new leader comes in and they're like, oh, we're very busy or we have a lot of other feedback sources. So no thanks or get in line. Um, I feel like in my previous work history, I've experienced both sides of that coin. Um, 
one of the great things when I started at Big Commerce a long time ago was that immediately when I came in, literally the first thing that I heard from our CEO was him wanting to meet with me to start a kind of like a webinar program around our releases to connect yeah. our product managers to our people. He was like, we need this in the community. It was such a breath of fresh air. And our CEO was like, and I want to be on this webinar every single month. Yep. And while I was at Big Commerce, you know, for six and a half years, I think I did like almost 70 of them yeah. <laughs> um, every single month. It was a total <clears throat> beast to produce. Yeah. Um, so at times I feel like I was like, like grumbly. I think you should, make, you should have made it easier for yourself. Oh my I gosh, feel, what a so, concept. <laughs> I, I tell, I'll tell you an easy way to kind of do it is, and none of it's easy, by the way. But um, so let's say we had a product release. And on that product release, we had three new features, you know, uh, and they're big. You know, one could be data quality. One could be something around survivorship. The other one could be around, you know, uh, something else, right? And I think yeah. to myself, that's three webinars I can do. Right. Like on this one release, we talk about the release because that only comes out three times a year. But then from there, I can build a whole web, a, a whole, you know, three or four other webinars specifically around each release. And then I would yeah. reach out to that product manager and say, hey, because this, the show, I call them community shows, because the shows are so popular now, I think some of the PMs really want to get out there and actually do one. And so I'll reach out to the PM and I say, hey, look, uh, I want to do one on this data quality. And not every PM is going to be excited or every person is excited about the same thing you're excited about. But if you can kind of one, you know, and, and you've, you've already done it, but, you know, get them kind of excited about promoting themselves, you know, promoting them as a speaker, promoting their product, you know, and that, that kind of yeah. stuff is the key. But I have had one almost every single week uh, since I started at Relteo. Uh, whether it's around product, you know, the PMs or, you know, somebody else doing some shows, but I, I the onus is on them in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So I, I'll produce it, I'll do it all, but they'll have to create a title and the description. And of course, all the other content, right? Like, right. but I'll just give me the title and description. Let's pick a date. Boom. It's out there. And now they're on the hook. So I'll go produce the card. I'll push it out into the invite onto the community. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get all these people to come, but you know, you're going to have to build a PowerPoint, all this stuff. And they know, mm -hmm. cause they're the ones doing the demo, doing whatever. And that's it. You know, I mean, and so I've had one every, and it's, look, you have to produce it. You have to push it out on when it's done. You have to push it out on YouTube. You got to put a card on there. You have to cut some things. You got to do a bunch of stuff. I'm not saying, you know, but it's not nowadays with all the tools with Camtasia, you know, some other tools that you might use, somewhat easy Canva. It's still very tactical and still probably takes you an hour or two per yeah. thing. But I don't know. That's very tactical. I mean, I, but I think that what you highlighted, it, it does come down to, you know, probably more than these two things, but these are two big things is one you have to make it easy for whoever yeah. your partner is in product or, you know, like, I mean, that just extends to like every cross-functional okay. effort and community ever, in my opinion, is like, mm -hmm. I'm always thinking in the back of my mind, you know, how can I make this as easy, easy. as possible for them? Yes. 
while having a balance between like me, obviously just like not doing the whole thing or, or whatever. Like they, they are the subject matter experts. They're bringing yeah. something to the table. Um, yeah. But I want to be their true partner. I want to understand their workflows, you know, like their tools, their things so that I can make it as dead easy for them to step in and like deliver something to the community. Yeah, I like that. But I think the second thing that you touched on is, you know, really tying into what is their intrinsic motivation Mm-hmm. to be a part of this, you know, like they are very, product managers are super busy people with yes, very. a ton mm-hmm. on their plate. And oftentimes I think that some of these community things, depending on the culture of your organization are kind of like nice to haves, you know, yeah. like they can have so many demands coming from so many different areas So I think the more you can make it easy for them, the more you can tap into what's in it for you, right? Like that's like our community bread and butter, like the psychology of like, how do we get people to engage? Like it's the same thing when working cross-functionally. So your point about, does this help them improve their skills as a speaker? Does this, you know, like, are we sharing this um, on social networks and they're getting notoriety in their field? Yeah. Um, we ran for many years at big commerce on the developer community side of things, a really great developer blog hosted on medium. And I would work with our product and our engineering team to, uh, you know, write content for that. And really, they really had free reign a lot of times, you know, besides the content briefs and the editing and all that stuff that I was doing to help make it easy for them and help make them shine, um, they had a lot of, a lot of creativity to write about what they wanted to write about an engineering topic or a development topic, a, a framework that they were passionate about that related to big commerce in some kind of way, of course, or our yeah. audience, but that to them was the what's in it for them. They were getting an opportunity to build themselves as a thought leader in their space. Yes, I'm getting the benefit in our you know, community member users are getting the benefit of all of this amazing shared knowledge and conversation. So it's kind of figuring out like what, what is it for them? And then really like helping them succeed at that thing. And I think, you know, as you kind of think about content, whether it's so, you know, the beauty about some of these webinars is that, and I tell these PMs, Hey, look, I'm going to get the webinar out. You'll get some video. We can make some quick hit videos if you wanted, you know, yeah. push it out on social and, you know, you saying some smart things. And I said, you know, the other piece is we can blog about all this content you just gave. You know, I could probably write two blogs around it. And yeah. what I'll do for you is, is I'll get the blog written, you know, you go to upwork.com or whatever and get somebody to write it. And then you'll have to edit it. So I can get you 65 to 70 ish percent of the way there. But you're going to have to add some picks and just, you know, because this person is not going to know about master data management. It's very complex. So, you know, <laughs> they're just going to do what you said. And, you know, the tone is going to have to come up to you and you have to change some things. And even that's hard for people to do. Yeah. But it sure is a lot better than starting from nothing to write a blog. You know what I mean? Like writing blogs are very difficult. You it's know? a specific so, skill set. For like sure. you said, if you can get people there, you know, uh, <laughs> and help them to get 50, 80% there. Um and, and just say, hey, look, there's going to be some time commitment, but 
I mean, if I can get one or two blogs out on your behalf and you're publishing everything else, you know, so you do make, I love that piece because you have to make it easy, as easy as possible for them. Still work, mm-hmm. but yes. no matter what, there's work. <laughs> you're still asking for help. They're still doing work, but yeah. the most that you can reduce friction, you know, the most that you can set them up for success or, you know, like you're talking about on, maybe on the back end, help them edit. You know, we yeah. sometimes when we would work with um, either someone, just someone in, you know, product and engineering, say we might start, if they were interested, we might start them out with doing kind of like an interview style mm-hmm. blog post yeah. in Love one it. of our community spaces super easy, right? Because then you can either just like straight up record a conversation, transcribe it, clean it up, or you can just send them a Google doc and be like, answer these six questions. And then I can take it back, clean it up. Boom. All of a sudden, push a picture in there, Q and a with so-and-so. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, still an exciting that, moment for them, still a content win for us in the community. So that's what it's so all about. So on a side note, it's it's funny because as you're saying that, you know, uh, I own this community called DFW Running Group, and it's a Facebook community uh, for all of Dallas-Fort Worth. And there's 4,000 people in that community because, you know, I've always I've cultivated it, did some things. You know, Facebook's pretty easy, too, to kind of <laughs> get people in, you know. I love that um, you have like a side personal community that you manage too that is like the true heart of like yeah. a community professional like you're doing it professionally and personally yeah and, and, hats and off to you thanks and so I created this website and I thought you know it's called dfwrunninggroup.com that's that's all it is and so I was like what is helpful to runners and and my thought was people are wondering like are always one of the questions that they always have is where can I run? What group can I go run with? You know? Uh, and so there's literally, and I just came up with this the other day, 18 running groups in the DF, there's probably more, uh, but I found 18 running groups in the DFW area. So I just created a blog and, and I asked a question, right? You know, from uh, the DFW running group, I uh, said, hey, you know, who's your favorite running group, you know, that you run with? So I came up with 18. There's more, I'm sure. And I just put it in a blog. 18 running groups within the DFW Metroplex, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then I just put them all, put links in them, little blurb about it, you know. And and so what I'm trying to do is is create content SEO over time, you know, yeah. uh, for people that are within Dallas and all the things, you know, same same concept, right? Like is if it's around your product or if it's around the space, you know, the PMs become leaders in that. And then sometimes you can ask your community and then take that, not not to get off a little bit, but I'm getting off a little bit, but take that content and push it out as a blog or, you know, consolidate it and use it. You know, I mean, these are just basic tips and tricks, you know, to yeah. do, but you got to take it. I mean, you got to use it. That is something that is not always thought about. Um, and it can be time consuming. So I think sometimes yeah, it can fall it off, is. but the power of so, repurposing content is so huge. Yeah. And I think it's easy to, you know, kind of forget about it, but say you do that great webinar with yeah. your product manager, you know, there's only a certain percentage of people that are going to be able to attend at that yeah. time. 
or that care or have the time to watch the recap. Like, let's be honest, like even as a community person, I'm always like, is this going to be recorded? And then it's like, oh, whoops. It's like past my brain. I have totally forgotten to come back to the recording. Like that just happens with everybody. So it is so important to remember how you can repurpose content, how you can give it legs to, you know, be extended and be valuable past that moment. And and then remembering that like not everybody learns or intakes information the same way. So that blog post where you're doing a roundup later of a conversation, that might be the thing that is so helpful to somebody else or shows up in SEO later and is like, that's, that's the piece I was going to bring up is, you know, the other piece is, and I, look, I think you have to think about what is going to be helpful to the community and, and, and also what's going to be searched out, you know, in the future, right? Like if, if it's, somebody's going to type in, you know, a year from now or six months from now, something about, you know, Relteo product release on, I don't know, whatever, data quality or something like that, or data quality for Relteo or even just data quality or whatever. And if I'm on the first page, they're going to at least look at that and think, oh, what else is there? You know, maybe they read it. Maybe they go, you know, if I embed that video into the the blog, maybe they're going to listen to the video or if I can cut, which is a lot of time and effort that video that says something about that specific piece of the, uh, the blog, you know, would be really great. But I think, but I think content, if, if all you could focus in on is content strategy ish, that is engaging to your users. That is key. I think that is a huge, big thing, an opportunity, especially if it's an open community, right? Like if it's closed, I probably have a little bit more difficulties kind of thinking about well, although content's important, but it's only important to this closed community. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I am probably, I'm probably going to butcher this. Um, and I, I definitely don't have all of the details, but a long time ago, I watched a CMX video from like a, a previous CMX summit that I did not attend. Um, I don't know what year. That's why I, I did not do my homework to bring this up beforehand. So oh, I'll have right. to give better credit later. But it was um, a woman named Bridget works at Atlassian. And yep. at the time, I'm not sure if she still does, but it was running their content strategy for the Atlassian community and gave this amazing talk around their content strategy. So much so that I have referenced it for years. It is so great. But one of the things that she talked about in that presentation that really inspired me and I kind of took that idea and ran with it and kind of reshaped it to work for us at Big Commerce was she had this whole section in that uh, summit presentation talking about how they work with product marketing managers for all of the different product lines at Atlassian um, and offer them, I don't know if this was her words or what I turned it into later, but kind of like a buffet of options around product releases and product lines. Mm. Uh, So she literally in the presentation showed the Trello board that they use when they're working with product marketing managers. I think you could extend this to product managers or whatever. That's where I'm going with this. (laughs) But it was this great way to show the content that is available and the opportunities that community can provide to support a product or to support a product release. So it could be like, hey, so I don't know, for teams supporting 
Jira or whatever, we could do an AMA with you. We could mm. feature you on the next town hall. That was our webinar program at Big Commerce. We could write a blog post. We could uh, say this is a new product. We could set up a whole group or a section of the community or a, around this thing. So, but the idea was really like showing it out a buffet of options so that you always had a touch point in these conversations yeah. to articulate what is possible with community. We did this at Big Commerce, That's like I cool. said, very inspired by this presentation. And we did the same thing where we had a Trello board. And I worked with our product leaders and our product marketing managers to develop kind of like a tiered system of how we looked at releases. Like, is this a tier one release? It's like a big, big deal, like a big press, yay, all the way down to like, this is a tiny change log level fix in our product, like button moving here. And for each one of those categories or tiers, I would say, here's my recommendations of how we can bring this into the community. I would recommend for, you know, say it's a tier two, then we're going to bring it up in town hall. We want to feature it. We want to have a whole section of you presenting it. We want to get a product blog written about it. We want to do an AMA, whatever. And I think like the opportunities there are endless and it will be really customized based on your users, your product, you know, your your organization's uh, interests for how deep you want to go with this, as well as your own yeah. team's resources to produce these things. But that was a huge turning point for us at Big Commerce was to really take control over the narrative of how can we help you product with these launches through content, through engagement, through events. Here's our buffet of options. Let's pick and choose. And it really like inserted us in a very meaningful way into every go-to-market which before in the years before that was more us just kind of like raising our hands and being like, what about community? Don't forget about community or our product leaders only thinking about the one thing that town hall event or your community show kind of thing, you know, like they know, they knew that that was the one thing, but we weren't ever expanding or thinking about how we could move beyond that. We can help amplify your message through community and all these other, I love that. And it's a really good idea. When you say events, do you mean just like, were they virtual or were they on site or, you know, what, I mean, in, how, how did that work? In, in, I'm saying events in kind of like the virtual webinar sphere, okay. you know, yeah. at big commerce, but it, I don't know, it could be more, you know, like your yeah. executive council, maybe, maybe there's a once a year in-person event that, flies everybody to HQ, it aligns with the product management, you know, Mm -hmm. like planning cycle for the next roadmap, you know, like there are ways to take this kind of stuff in person as well. We did, we try to meet once a year. um, And I think that's a pretty good idea. It's another opportunity. It doesn't have to be for every council member, but it could be for those that are interested in you know, even having more of a say in our product roadmap and, and, and how we plan for the year, you know? Yeah. And that goes back to that intrinsic motivation piece, you know, like I'm sure that those individuals that are on your council, they are motivated by the idea of really being able to shape the future of the platform. So 
tapping into that motivation that can be a really powerful thing that makes them feel special and helps the business too. And something they always talk about is, you know, we need customers to tell us about this thing or, uh, you know, whatever. So there's a lot of things that you can launch. So just, you, you got me kind of thinking is we have this, let's say we had, we don't today, but this once a year kind of product planning and, and I'm going to, I'm going to push my uh, product leader and get his thinking is yeah. when we bring in these, these Realtio executive council members, right? Like, you know, however many, five, 10, whatever, and they come in and help kind of guide us. We help kind of get, you know, this is our thinking. What do you think? Blah, 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 whatever. And it's a face-to-face thing. Maybe it's a half day or something like that. I don't know, whatever it is. And then as we kind of start thinking about, hey, we've developed this thing, you know, these leaders aren't the ones going to be, you know, using the product on a daily basis. But hey, you know, since you are a big part of this, we would like for your organization to really test this, you know, before we launch it, before we kind of think about, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it was your idea or whatever, right? And so now you've got more engagement from not just the executive council, but also their organization, you know, with their technical folks and everything else. And it's not so hard to find people to, you know, especially for us, we're a small company, right? You know, and so we're always begging for, you know, shit to do, you know, or customers to do some shit, you know, and, and it's always, it's not easy for us and there's no real program to really do that. So it could start with that executive council, you know, stuff, and then kind of funnel down into their own organization. And then, you know, plus marketing wants case studies and all this other stuff, you know, we don't have, a we have big customers that spend a lot of money with us, but we don't have just an over an abundant amount of customers. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, so you know, it's it's like, okay, well, we have this program that executive council does this for the product, but also the organization, really, then we can funnel that, you know, help. And then we can also start thinking about, you know, at the marketing level, you know, how do we market you? How do we get case studies? How do we do all these things that can be helpful for the, it's probably a better way to do it than we do it today. It's interesting. Anyway, sorry. Got Always there. I mean, I think that's like the thing about community and it's probably the same for you. You know, this is your 11 or or 12 for me. And there is literally never been a shortage of new things that you can do or things that I haven't done yet that I I want to achieve with a community program or ways to make something better. Like not never, ever, ever a dull moment or or a satisfied moment where it's like, we did it. This well, is the you perfect know, community. <laughs> that, that's the beauty of having a job, right? You know, it's, <laughs> you hope that, you know, there's always, for us, there's always something to do. It's not like, you know, and, and a lot of times we can create our own paths, you know, or community paths, right? Like, you know, since we own the community, we can guide and, and tell you what. And so sometimes that's hard, though, because we don't always know, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, what's next? You know, if I have to think every year of, something else to build to build there's never like you're never satisfied with the things you've already built so i gotta do a lot of stuff over here but i also have to think about this stuff over here right you know and yeah it's like, oh my god you know like yeah i want a uh, uh a user group program yeah i want you know a super user program yeah i want you can't do all these things until you know you have some people and and you've got to somewhat build up 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 
you know, when you start a community from ground up, you can't just all of a sudden have a super user program. I don't no. think, you know, I can't. Who are they? The ocean kind of <laughs> you know, live. Like, there's, yeah, there's no shortage of things that can be done. The name of the game is like, when is the right time to do those things? Exactly. And so that's where I'm at today. But well, Lauren, they align been... with your goals. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, a lot of those things already align, right? Like, you know, some of these things, you already know what you're going to have to go do. I'm not saying that you a lot of this stuff is not going to steer away from building a super user program or whatever you call it, you know, or yeah. those things are still going to be part of community, you know, to some, some degree, you know, champions program, I don't know, whatever you call it is, totally. is doesn't matter, but what's well, been really good. Yeah. Really appreciate this is coming a, on. a great chit chat. Yeah. Well, that's really the first time we've had just a one-on-one chit chat like this, you know, I know this is nice. We'll have to do it again if you're interested. Yeah. Not to put you on the spot live, but <laughs> It's not really I'll live. come back. Oh, great. Well, <laughs> thanks everyone for uh, coming to another Peers Over Beers or listening to us. We'll be both on video and audio, of course. I'm Chris Detzel and I'm Lauren Cleffinger. <laughs> thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Chris. Bye.